You are listening to the weekly podcast of Fellowship Paragold, a church committed to making the real Jesus known to every man, woman, and child. For more information about our church, please visit us at www.fellowshipparagold.com. Thank you so much. Can we get up for Jerry and our elders and Fellowship Paragold? Come on. Awesome. I don't know if you remember last year I spoke here, had some great news to share with everybody. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Well, hey, no, nah, we don't have no news. Today. <laughs> Ain't no news today. All right. You got the gospel today. Okay. It's just the gospel. My name is Darius Dunaway. If you don't know me, I'm one of the student directors here at Fellowship Paragool. I get the privilege to work with our students, and also I get a chance to work with ASU athletes as well. My, I'm married to my beautiful queen in the back, Joanna Dunaway, and my baby, Ariana Elizabeth. I'm a, my first, I'm a first-time father. I'm excited about it. She's growing faster than I can ever imagine. So thank you guys for allowing me to come up again. Jerry, you must be crazy to bring me back up again, but I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm thankful, very thankful. If you would, turn your Bibles with me, please, to Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. It'll be on the screen as well. When you get there, say amen. Amen. That's how we do it where I'm from, right? I heard about three or four. I'm looking for five or six people to say (laughs) amen when they get there, okay? All right, all right. There goes It's five. All right. That's, that's it. That's it, man of God. <laughs> when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing there before him with this drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does the Lord must say to his servant and the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals for from your feet for the place which you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Pray with me, please. Father, help us to take time today to stop in the business of our lives and hear and be transformed by your good news today. Allow your words to be shared and not my own. We welcome your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts today. Make your message clear to us as we dive into your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I lived and I breathed sports all of my life. I mean, it had full, I had full control of everything that was going on around me when I was on the field. I mean, that was my meal ticket. That was my, my means to survive. That was my way of getting out. I had to have it. And without it, I didn't know who I was. But... There's always, there's always something that goes on, right? There's always something that comes up. See, I thought even in the midst of all those things, I can get around. There's nothing that can stop me, right? But then out of nowhere, bam, I'm running around in high school as a tight end. I, I go to make a sharp turn, and I hear my ACL pop, or I feel my ACL pop, let alone. And wow, you're talking about a life change. You're talking about pain. You're talking about hurt. You're talking about fear. I mean, everything that I thought I had control of, everything that I was, I was 
you know, setting up the picture I was painting for my life was, was taken away from me just like that. And I would love to say I was like Job in that time, you know, the Lord give us and the Lord take us away, blessed be the name of the Lord, but that wasn't true. I was in an identity crisis. I was, I was hurt, sad. I was angry, afraid. I felt all those things. See, maybe you never played sports or suffered, or suffered an injury in the game before, but we all have had times in our lives where we wanted to have full control. Amen? That's good. It's going to get better, okay? <laughs> Times where everything was firing on all cylinders. Everything was happening just the way you wanted it. Everything was going just the way you planned it, right? But then, bam, out of nowhere, life, was, life happened, right? Things were snatched from under your feet, and you found yourselves exactly where I was. No control, afraid, angry, identity crisis hurt, exact same boat. Don't have to be an athlete to feel those ways or experience those different things. Maybe you're, you're the parent of a kid who, who is or maybe have already graduated and you freaking out, right? It's like, man, I don't know what my kid's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do when he leaves my house. I don't know what he's doing with his friends. And when he go to college, oh my goodness. I don't know what's going to go on with him. That worries you to no end. You go from feeling like the hero to feeling like a zero real quick. Huh? Maybe, maybe work is causing you to stress. And you want to take control back so you, you turn to other things by whether it's quitting the job or transferring or, or finding ways to hide the pain of, of what's going on by turning to alcohol or substance abuse. Can I be honest today? Hmm. Maybe you, not have a control of your, you don't have control of your marriage. Always arguing, always fighting, don't know what's going on, not happy, right? Because marriage is only ma- meant to make you happy, right? <laughs> Talk to me after this. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you're not happy in marriage, so you decide to fix it on your own and take control by turning to different things. Maybe other men or other women. Maybe it's an addiction that, that's created through pornography or, or whatever it may be. Anything you can do to fix the issue of not being in control of the situation in your life. We try to find ways to do that. Would you agree? Amen. Amen. Maybe you may have gained a little weight. Excuse me. <laughs> right? Maybe you may have gained a little weight and, and you realize, man, I, I ain't the same as I was when I was 21, 22. Right? So you, you start avoiding mirrors and, you know, you start starving yourself and you start comparing yourself to other people. It's like, man, I wish I was like that. What I got to do to get there? This is stuff that we see every day, right? right. Look back with me at Joshua 5. See, the people of Israel were in an emotional downward spiral, right? Their Moses, their fearless leader, oh, he dead, right? (laughs) Right? He dead, right? And now... Joshua, years later, of course, is left with the responsibility of taking 1.2 million grieving Israelites to a land that was promised to them 40 years ago. So my leader gone. Just imagine being in Joshua's shoes right now. Well, imagine being in Joshua's sandals right now because he didn't have Nikes back then. Okay. Imagine, imagine being in his shoes, right? 
Moses sent out 12 spies, including, of course, Joshua and Caleb. And they go and they look at the land. Like myself being a seven, everything's always good, right? He comes back to Moses. Joshua and Caleb are like, look, Moses, bro, the land is beautiful and it's ours. Let's take it. We got this. Then you got 10 other spies that, that come back and they go, Moses, bro, there's some big folks out there. <laughs> some big boys over there. I don't think we can handle it. Wave the white flag, baby. We ain't going. <laughs> he may not have said it like that, but I hey, if it was back in this time, if it was in this time, that's probably how he would have said it. But wave the white flag. We can't do this. Of course, the Israelites following their leader, Moses, they decided to wait. Rather than walking by faith, they decided to walk by sight. And that led to 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. It's crazy, isn't it? Of course, like I said, 40 years later, Moses is dead. And now the Israelites' new leader, he's standing on the edge of the, the promised land looking out. It's like, man, he's thinking about what happened when, when they, they were sent out to go check out the land. He's like, man, 40 years. Whew. It's a long time. I ain't 40 yet. Yeah, so I know how long that is, I think. And as he's standing there, he, he notices an a, a army man with a sword drawn out. And he's like, whoa. He walks over there to him. He says, um, you, you, you for us or are you against us? Because you, know, you got your sword out and everything else. And I'm just, you for us or are you against us? And this is, this is the awesome part that I don't want you to miss. See, of course, scholars will tell us that this guy, he's the reincarnated Jesus Christ, Right? He says to him, I am neither. Right? You're asking the wrong question. The question is, it's not am I for you or against you, it's are you for me or against me? It's not am I going to do what you say, but it's are you going to do what I'm going to say? Then Joshua realizes who he's talking to. He's like, oh, this is real. This is a real deal. Right? He bows to the ground and asks the Lord, what do you have for your servant? What do you say to your servant? In other words, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And if you know the rest of the story, right, Joshua commanded, Joshua, Joshua and his army, of course, God's army, he commanded those guys to go out and to, to march around the walls seven times and to blow these trumpets, and all of a sudden the walls come tumbling down, Right? And they're able to take the land that was promised to them. Right? Of course, when Joshua asked that question, are you for us or against us? He didn't realize who he was talking to. He didn't realize that, that God said, no, no, this is my army. I'm in control. I'm the commander. Right? So when he, when he bows down and worships, it's, it's a picture of him giving up saying, hey, this is everything. I give up everything. I believe that you're, this battle is not mine. I believe this battle is yours. I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. All right. Let's get in there. We're getting there. All right. Jesus is calling us to do the same thing right now, to realize that the battle that we're facing in our lives right now, the things that we're going through, it's not your battle. It's Jesus' battle. I'm going to say that again. The battle that you're going through right now is not your battle. That's Jesus' battle. Amen? Oh, yeah, that's it. I got about five, six of y'all. With me. 
For some of you, you guys are in the midst of a battle right now. Marriage is falling apart, home falling apart, you're in debt up to your ears. But what you need to hear again, not your battle. Not your battle. There are times in our lives where God will call us to lay down our armor and grab our trumpets, amen? Amen. Who would, who, who would think about Think about what Joshua would have done. Joshua would think about, man, I'm going to give all the swords we got, get all the armor we got, grab all the kids, they babies too. We're going we're gonna to go out and take this land. But God throws a different twist in it. Jesus throws a whole other, he, he changed the whole game, game plan. Nah, bro, I want you to put the armor down, put the sword down. We ain't doing that. I want you to grab about three, four trumpets and trombones, cymbals. <laughs> all right? I want y'all to march around the walls. That's, that's fully giving up control. He would have never been able to, to do that or to take the man that was promised to him unless he was being obedient to what God called him to do. And it started with him giving up control. Some of y'all don't hear me. See, when I was playing football, I, had, I, I thought I had full control of everything. I put my hope, my everything, all in this, something that was half the size of my pinky. My ACL. This is a big pinky, but hey, that's why I said it's half the size of my, my pinky. It's probably the size of some of y'all whole pinky, but that's okay. But I put my hope, my trust in everything that's half the size of this pinky. That's crazy when I say it now, you guys look at it like, what? But some of us are doing the same thing. Some of us got our hopes, our trust, our everything, and our performance, and our works, and what we can do, what we can control. Your pinky. That's what I did. And when things were snatched from me, I didn't know what to do. I had no control. Put the pinky down, people. When I told my ACL my sophomore year, I was left with an option. Was I, was I going to continue to, to live for this right here? Or was I going to be able to lay down and say, what does the Lord say to his servant? What does the Lord say to his servant? So I got the chance to finally lay down. And let me tell you, it wasn't hard. Because I'm giving up the dreams of being an NFL star. I'm giving up the dreams that people have for my, for my life as well. See, some people got some dreams for your life that you may not even have for your life. And you put on extra stress, extra worry, just to prove people right or wrong. So I, was, I, I, got, I got dreams. I got other people's dreams. And I got people to prove wrong. I got all this stuff to go on. And you want me to lay down? It sounds easy. It ain't easy. But I was able to lay down and, and God was able to open my eyes. And before I knew it, kind of like putting my armor down and picking up a trumpet, I found myself sitting across from a guy named Steve Roberts in a place I never heard of, talking about a school I never thought I'd go to. Jonesboro, Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas State Red Wolves. All right? Never heard of it. But I'll tell you this, I couldn't have picked a better school. I couldn't have picked a better family. I couldn't have picked a better, a better gathering to be a part of. I couldn't have picked better family to show me what it looked like to be a man, to, to be a father, to be a husband. I couldn't pick better leaders to lead me. I couldn't have picked that myself at all. It wasn't until I was willing to lay down and say, God, what do you have for your servant? This big 6'6 six, six servant of yours. What do you have for me? That he was willing to, 
showed me some things that I probably wouldn't have saw if I was in control. So that, that, that led me to, to be here and meet my wife and, and, and meet some of those guys that you guys may see in the back and a lot more guys on campus as well and, and do things I never thought I'd do before. I was, I'm able to do more now. I have a little bit more control giving it up than I did when I had control and had nothing. I got more influence now than I did when I thought I had influence before when I gave it all up. I don't know if you hear me today, but I'm trying to tell you, you got you to gotta give up everything. It's going to cost you everything. So what does the gospel have to offer us that's better than this? That's better than this pinky we all are standing on or putting our lives on. When trusting in Jesus, my identity is fixed. Like Joshua, he fell to his face and yes, what does my Lord say to his servant? See, Joshua, again, he, he fully committed control, all of it. He submitted everything to Jesus. And he could have been tempted, again, like I said, he could have been tempted to, to, to find his own way to fight this battle. Right? Again, battle is not yours. Some of you are wanted to, some of us are wanting to be in control so bad it's destroying us. It's destroying relationships with other people. The strong relationship with the children. Because we want control so bad. Hmm. Jesus has the perfect plan. Just like Joshua and the Israelites, he also will take care of us. But we have to be willing to submit control over him. Trusting his plan is better than our own plan. Though I put my hope and my performance and, 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 and desires and, and, and everything, I put all that in my control, and I fail miserably at it, of course, as we all do, Jesus is still able to use me. As I stated before, Jesus is able to take these broken pieces because I was a mess. You think I'm smiling now? Back then, I wasn't smiling. I was crying, snot, everything. <laughs> big boy. Big boy cries. Have you ever heard a big man cry? It was deep. I was hurting. But Jesus is able to take that me, that Darius, and, and, to, and, to, and totally change that. Give me influence over, uh, over the ministry of SCA and allow me to work as a chaplain alongside with Ty Baumgart at ASU. Now instead of reaching just football players, I can reach all the athletes on campus and share this same good news that we all struggle to believe is true today. If that's not giving up control, I don't know what it is, Right? It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect always, though. You see this pinky? It looks pretty straight, right? Check out this pinky. That's as far as I can straighten it. Right? But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. I'm playing basketball, doing God's work on the north side of Jonesboro. Right? Earl Bell. Trying to you know, share, share some good news as well and, and hang out and have a good time. And I dislocate my pinky. This happened about a month and a half ago. I thought, I'll just fix it. They're going to be taking control. I'll just fix it. I put it back in place. Kept on playing. <laughs> when I go to the doctor, they're going to charge me a bill just to do the same thing I'm doing right now. Here we go. <laughs> Not the smartest thing because this is <laughs> so we got. Right? Not the smartest decision, made, so now I possibly may have to have surgery on my hand. But I'm, I'm not telling you so you can feel bad for me. I'm telling you this to let you know that stuff will still happen. That's right. 
But God is still good. He still has a great plan for you. Some of them guys ain't even noticed my pinky. Maybe they all noticed it, but it's okay. <laughs> right? God still has a great plan for you. He is the commander of this army. The battle ain't yours. It's the Lord. We have to, like Joshua, set our eyes on Jesus Christ and not ourselves. See, today Jesus stands before us saying, the question is not am I for you or against you, but the question is, are you for or against me? The question is not do I love you and want you and want to lead you into life. The question is, do you love me? Do you trust me to surrender everything? That's the real question. Listen, guys, we don't have to try harder to be better. Give up. Give up. No matter how hard I try or how much I worry, the life I'm longing to live can only be found in completely surrendering it all to Christ. Amen? That's the only way to live that life that you're longing to live. For some of you, you guys are having a hard time with your children. You, 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 you're struggling to, 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 to get things together, maybe in your marriage. Jesus is in control. This is not your battle, right? Some of you are, 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 are not, feel like your spouse is not living up to who he or she is called to be. It's not your battle. Jesus is in control. And so this morning, whether it's your kids, your marriage, health, finances, whether it's your, your work, your school, whatever it may be, or whoever it may be, Jesus is calling you to surrender it all today. Surrender it all today. To say, Jesus, I trust you as the commander of my life, and I trust and know that you know how to run life better than I do. And if you've never done that today, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. I'm wrapping up. I'm landing the plane, baby. That's what we say. I'm landing the plane. We're wrapping it up. And if you've never done this, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. To become a Christian and surrender everything you have to Jesus and to trust that, that he lived a sinless life that we could never live and, and died a death that we all deserve to die. He lived a sinless life that we could never live and died a death that we all deserve to die. And if you are a Christian today and you have trusted, each week we remember by taking up the communion of Christ. See, this week, as you come up and partake of this, as men and women who, are, who all struggle with giving up control, be reminded, as it said in the book of Acts, on the day when Jesus died for our sins, that, that when it looked like God was out of control, in reality, he was working through Herod and Pilate and the lawless men in that day in order to accomplish his eternal redemptive purpose. And therefore, as you take off a piece of bread and you dip it into the juice, you be you just think. Remember that God is in control. God, if He could take a situation like, like what happened with Christ, and make it beautiful, what do you think He can do with your situation? What do you think He can do with, with what you're going through? Whether it's on the field, off the field, on the court, whatever it may be, what do you think He can do with your marriage? What do you think He can do at your house? What do you think He can do with your job? If he could take something as horrific as that event, what do you think he can do in your life? Hmm. 
That's good news. So good. As I invite the band to come on up. Mm. I challenge you guys. There's stations, there's two up front, two in the back as well. I challenge you guys to check your heart and ask, am I giving for, am I, am I surrendering at all? Or do I want to give God a little bit of peace in myself? Do I want to give him control of just a few things in my life? But when those things that I really care about, those things I really want to dictate and have control of, am, am I giving those up? Am I trusting Jesus? As my kid, as my kid is, is driving off to go to college, am I trusting that Jesus is going to take care? Am I, am I worried so much that it's causing stress on myself, which is causing stress in my marriage, which is causing a downward spiral everywhere else, right? Am I really surrendering it all today? That's my prayer for you guys today as well. All right, pray with us, please. Pray with me, please. Father, thank you for being the commanders of our lives. Thank you for allowing us to trust your plans over our own. Help those who who may struggle with letting go, Father. You said that the battle isn't ours, and we believe that. Drive out all lies that Satan tries to plant in our hearts and tell us that, that to trust ourselves, that we need to be in control. You are good. You are perfect. You're always right. And we give it all over to you today, Father. We lay down and we worship you. What do you have for your servant? This is your son. Jesus, let me pray and thank you. Amen.